TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 588, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write for Six Degrees of Geek. Hi, this is Tom, and I chair the Department of Visual and Media Arts at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida. Hi, this is Yusun, calling in from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. All right, Tom, you got any news? Is there anything we happening? We do have some news. Um, CBS has given a fall slot to NCIS Sydney, which was not intended to air in the U.S., but hello, strike. (laughs) I heard they're also airing uh, Strange New Worlds on CBS right now. Strange New Worlds is going to air on CBS, and Yellowstone, I don't know how that's going to (laughs) work. It'll be real short episodes (laughs) with all the swearing and nudity. Um, Last time we talked about Spider-Wick Chronicles not moving forward, I forgot to mention it's done. <laughs> so so they pulled it even though it's done. Uh, oh, Paramount right. was... It had, a, it had a premiere date and everything for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, it's done. Most likely, Paramount was the co-production company on that, so who it'll, it'll end up somewhere. Uh, they've announced that Agatha, Echo, X-Men 97, and What If have all been pushed to 2024. HBO has canceled The Idol, which critics pretty much kind of hated, and True Detective Season 4 has been quietly pushed till 2024. Hulu canceled The Great, boo, and canceled How I Met Your Father, who cares? Um, (laughs) NBC has announced that Peter Gaudiel and Eliza Taylor are joining Quantum Leap Season 2 as regulars, and I heard from a buddy of mine who's a producer in Quantum Leap they shot eight episodes of season two before the strike. Oh, I, re- I remember. So I, I know somebody else who worked on that show. I knew about that. So they're going to have, uh, a, a, you know, at least the first half of a season two in, starting in October. Uh, Netflix picked up the Lincoln Lawyer for season three, and that's all I got. All right. Uh, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about The Bear. The last, I know it's been forever since we talked about it, but we realized we didn't talk about the last two episodes. And uh, basically, it's all about leading up to the opening of the restaurant. Though I think it actually ends without us actually opening the restaurant. It's, it ends with the preview night mm-hmm. where you bring friends and family in, and that's, the, that's actually the last episode. So the episode before, I actually didn't think it was that great because it was all like lead up it was like in preparation for the next night and they felt like they were good to watch together but the first one eh, i don't even remember much of what happened on that one um does anybody that remember the one where like... his mom was coming to visit and no she comes no that's the no, 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 that's, that's the last that's one. the finale oh. the finale yeah, is fantastic no this yeah, this finale... one is where they were basically doing all the prep and getting the the group of them together and talking about how they were going to run everything. And it also includes that great scene where uh, Carmi and Sid are fixing the table together. 
where it's yes. proved okay, that, that scene they was have really all the good. chemistry in the world. Yeah, yes. that scene was really good. When I saw that scene, I was like, why are they not a couple? Like, I was just like, their chemistry and just the sentiment, it made my heart just like melt. And I was like, this better be the end game. This better be the end game because that conversation was amazing. Yeah. So, okay. Yes, uh, that, you that know, was, the showrunners insist that that's not where it's going to go. But, but it, I, I, I swear like that was it. just, that was the best scene. I was like, it was like, yes, this is the power couple. This folks I, yeah. is the power couple. Because of the fact that the, the actors have crazy chemistry on screen. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. of the nature, you know, because they're number one and two on the call sheet, they have scenes together. Meanwhile, the love interest they brought in for her, for him, she's pretty, but she was boring. <laughs> Absolutely boring. Yeah. And I love the conversation that the uncle What's the uncle's name? I forgot his name. Uh, where oh, he's talking to Carmi. Yeah, he's talking to Carmi, and he's giving him this exam, this baseball example. And then he's like, he gives him this really elaborate example. And he's like, so you understand what I'm trying to say? And he's like, totally gets the wrong message. <laughs> from, mm-hmm. I was like, were you not listening to what he said to you? And it was just so amazing to me that the point of this really elaborate speech went right over Carmi's head. I was like, oh my God, dude. I listened to the speech and got a completely different thing. So I was yelling at the screen when Carmi was like, so what you're saying is that I shouldn't be the guy with the mid at the end. It's like, no, dude, you shouldn't be the dude screwing up the game. That's what he's trying to tell you. (laughs) Unforced errors was the point of that message. And I like that Carmi finally got it. Cause yeah, he was screwing up at the end on his own. The reason he got locked in that freezer or refrigerator in the last episode was because his own screw up, an unforced error. Yep. And uh, I really like that he broke it down for him. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. Uncle Jimmy. Thank you. All oh, right. Yeah. Anybody else have any comments? Uh, on the, on that particular episode? No, go into the next one. The next one's way better. Oh, Q10 was uh, amazing. Yeah, well, that's 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 where they they you know do the soft open for the the family and friends. So I that's where this, everything happens. I thought the right. I thought the you finale, go ahead. I thought the finale was a perfect culmination of a fantastic season. Um, you know, talk about landing the plane. Uh, and literally, you know, it gives you, I know you, you, you talk about, oh, well, they didn't actually open the restaurant. It was a soft opening. I mean, for me, it was them opening the restaurant. I mean, in terms of payoff for the season, it's, I was hoping, you know, in terms of plot, I was like, I hope we get to actually see them open the restaurant. So for me, it was as good as, you know, them opening it. Uh, so they, they didn't make us wait another season. They didn't, you know, they paid it off for us. And, I thought it was wonderful. I thought Richie, um, you know, coming to the rescue the way that he did was, um, you know, believable. You know, it's a little Hollywood, you know, him kind of learning the ropes and then, you know, showing, you know, showing us what he learned and this and that. But I I, I bought into it. I wanted to see him, you know, have that arc to, to complete it. I wanted to, 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 to have the payoff of him having his epiphany, of him you know, um, uh, showing up when he needed to. Um, so that was really gratifying. thought it was really moving and poignant. Uh, again, great, great job. Um, uh, I, I, for the I mom. will say, oh, with the mom, that was crazy. crazy. Yeah. 
because I, I, I was well crazy and poignant because I realized I was like this no name actor that I can't even remember his character's name, let alone his name, has this fantastic scene with yeah. one of like the best actresses on screen, and he just has to stand there and just react to the yeah. things that she's doing. He did a great job. Don't get me wrong. He he actually did a really good that's, job. That's the brother-in-law, just, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't know his name. No idea that, like, I have no idea who that dude is, but he did a great job of just absorbing what she was saying and, like, taking it in. And his reaction Fine. was kind of the audience's. It was our yeah. reaction to everything. Yeah. And I thought he did a really good job just doing that. But, yeah, that scene was mind-blowing. It was really, like, give this woman an Emmy right the heck now. Seriously. Yeah. Just yeah. hand it. Jamie Lee hand it to her. I couldn't remember yeah. her name. Yeah, she yeah, did just hand it I to mean, her. That won was the Academy Awards, so she's got chops. We know. Yeah, and, yes, I didn't doubt her chops. I was yeah. just amazed at the guy who had to just like that's hard though too. Chris, you know, yeah. but Chris Witoski is the actor's name. He plays Pete. The thing is, one of the things we drill into our students is acting is reacting. Yeah, and that scene could yes. be a textbook job of active listening of this guy you know, basically not pulling focus from this, being completely present in this scene with an Oscar winner. And yeah. right. it just elevates the whole show. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. And then when he gets back to the table with his wife, he has to like, lie. Try to, well, <laughs> not just lie. He has to pretend that he's okay when he's obviously not okay. Yeah, And I liked how affected he was because of how that conversation would affect his wife. Like, yes. you know what I mean? That was That's really, love. and so that, that kind of was just, That's yeah, love. that blew me that, away. That and you know what's interesting is the fact that that her daughter's husband, and yet she feels comfortable saying all this stuff, knowing yeah, your family by marriage, by not by blood. <laughs> and I know you'll keep this secret because right. it's best for your wife. It's like, she's some, that that mother is some seriously manipulative. <laughs> that was manipulating. Well, she's it, a was, mess. it was serious. Yeah. She's a mess. Yeah, well, yeah. all of this dysfunction came from somewhere. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, this is this is the thing. She is she is uh, you know you you look at what's happened with Carmi and with his his brother and all of that and then you you see uh Donna Brazzato and it's like, "Oh, now oh, I understand." I Thank you. <laughs> Oh, well, Allison, will you speak, since you haven't spoken yet, will you speak to the whole Carmi breakup with girlfriend while he's in the freezer and not really realizing he's breaking up with her? That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was... awesome. <laughs> I, Go ahead, first of all, I can, I can, I, I don't know. I totally understood his hysteria when he yeah. was, when he was trapped inside that freezer. And frankly, from a real, a real world perspective, you can die inside a freezer yeah. you in there and don't get out. Um, but you know, just he's, everything's been building to this, his entire life savings and his, his goals and everything is just tied up in this, this, you know, soft opening night. And, and he needs everything to go perfectly. And he, himself thinks he's, he's the only one he's wrong about yeah, he's this a, but he's he a control he's, freak yeah he's a control freak and he thinks he's the only one who can make it all happen and now he's he's locked in the freezer so he is losing his mind completely and you know his his girlfriend who we're supposed to think is so great for him she you know she, i mean he treats her badly but if you if you have any 
understanding of other people or empathy with other ones, I would think you would understand where that is coming from while mm-hmm. someone's locked in a freezer. Um, <laughs> it's like, you could call me a lot worse than that. You could, you could say a lot worse things than that. And I would just chalk it up to the, the moment, you know? Well, I but actually she, think she he was actually... everything. Yeah, but I also think he was being more honest in that moment than he's ever been with her. In, because in he didn't know he was—he didn't know he was talking to her, so he said some true things. Mm-hmm. True, yes. I wouldn't—I'm with Allison. I wouldn't have been so offended. I don't even know if I would have—if uh, I were the girlfriend—if I would have thought that he was legitimately breaking up with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, more that he was just expressing like these unspoken feelings and stress. Like I wouldn't right. have necessarily felt like, oh, you're so you're an asshole and you're breaking up. I, I do feel like yeah. they needed a, a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. To actually, yeah. You know decide. I, mean? I I agree with you. I think. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do next. Yeah, I think so too. I don't I don't know what they're going to do next year. Whether she's just going to disappear and this was their hopefully their way disappear. Of um. Yeah. I I'm not I'm not crazy about Claire. I would be happy if she she Claire went away. Man. But um, it, it it just it kind of said to me that she is not the one for for Carmi because she she really just doesn't have that kind of level of empathy that she she just takes everything internally too quickly um and we've seen Carmi is so fragile himself and so Mm -hmm. mercurial himself that he's going to need someone who who is a lot stronger than that um as 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 a partner so well let's we need to wrap this up we've been on this for 10 minutes but uh it was a great finale yeah. This I like season two better than season one. So yes, yeah, I agree. I too. And see, All I right. really love season one. All right, let's move on. Uh next up we're gonna talk about the two part finale of Good Omens, which ended a while ago, but we just now are getting to it. Uh so Tom, why don't you lead us out on what you thought, since you've watched it more recently than the rest of us, what you thought of the two part finale? I thought two oh five was a little eh, kind of a placeholder. But 206 was, you know, where, where things actually happened. 205 just seemed to be getting the chess pieces in place to lead to this ultimate battle, battle etc. I don't know. This, I kind of didn't like season two compared to season one. I mean, they literally went off book, but the whole battle thing was, was kind of anticlimactic. And then the resolution with, you know, kind of this forced breakup between our, our lead couple, with just the fact that, I think they realize they've come to realize they are a couple, whether they don't protest, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the lady doth protest too much, but the whole thing where they end up in separate places. I, I didn't like that. Um, you're not supposed to like that. I hated it. I was very upset about that myself. Uh, but I did like overall, they got me like they, they was a gut punch at the end for me with the big breakup. Uh, I was not happy about it, but I did appreciate the emotional journey and the story that they're trying to tell, especially they better get a season three. I was going to say, because it, it's, it serves as a cliffhanger and considering right. they weren't initially planning to do a season two, I hope they get a season three so they can wrap it up. Cause I don't want to think that these, you know, after a, a millennia long relationship, they're going to be in two different places, you know, for the rest of eternity. Yeah, well, this would be is, a very bad place to end yes. if we don't get another season. Correct. I agree. I just think that uh, 
I can't pronounce people's names. Michael Sheen's character. Aziraphale. Aziraphale, thank you. I don't, like, I get that he thinks that he's the best person to do the job in heaven. Like, I get why he thinks that. But I don't know why he thought that, uh, God, what's Crowley. his name? Crawley Crowley. would want to go to heaven. Like, it's like you've never met him before. Like, why would you think that he would want to return? He said nothing. He's like, his whole thing is he's anti-establishment. He's basically the definition of a rebel. Why would he want to go back to heaven? And I don't know why he thought he would. So, like, that was such a bizarre kind of conversation. I, I, I thought ahead. it actually made tremendous sense with with um, Zerafel's character. Because what we've learned before about him is that he's, you know, even though he's become sort of free-spirited with Crowley's influence, he still considers heaven to be the good guys, the angels to be the good yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I get why and he, he buys wants into, to do it. Yeah, yeah but, but the thing is, I think that he thinks, because he's, he thinks so much in that vein, that he assumes because Crowley used to be an angel that deep down and he sees Crowley as a good person. And I don't think he can divorce the ideas. I don't think he can separate the ideas that a good person is not necessarily a heavenly person. And he thinks of it as the same thing. So he, he imagines that deep down inside underneath all the rest of the stuff, Crowley really wants to, to go back and, and be an angel. It's just a matter of he's not been able to. And it's it's completely wrong, and we, the audience, understand how wrong that is, but he he does not, because he can't separate these two notions. I did like the big reveal with uh, Gabriel. Gabriel and... Beelzebub. Uh, thank you. I was like the fly lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like that reveal. I liked how they wove that together to be like we gave you all these clues and all these clues come together to this and i was like oh that's pretty good so i did enjoy that story i thought that was pretty good um so overall i thought it ended well i'm not gonna say that season two is better than season one but i did think that it ended well so I'll, i will give it that I, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the ball uh, episode more than more than Tom did. I liked all the, the, the characters getting together and this oh, whole yeah. I like the alternate dance. world yeah. that, that Aziraphale created in order to yeah. get people to pair up and, and that kind of thing, and specifically the two women. Um, so I, I enjoyed all of that. I thought that that was lovely. And, uh, you know, the breakout of the... the battle i mean the battle was not the most exciting it was battle a cheat. yeah it was not high um, they, they did not spend a lot of money on that battle no they didn't <laughs> but, you know and and i agree with tom absolutely this this season has been uneven there are things have been confused um there are threads that they had from the first season that they didn't carry over into this one um and uh, you know so it, it was just sort of uneven and i do think that that the the breakup at the end is I mean, that's where it's, even though, even though I, I emotionally fell for it at the time that I was watching it, I just kept thinking, this just sounds like fan fiction. This, it this did. is for the fans. I'm not dis- this is, this is it, fan it, fiction. It was. Yep. And, it, it was and, for the fans and I'm a fan. So I was okay with it. Well, like I said, emotionally, I was like, I was with it the whole time. And I've, I've watched just that sequence over like five times. Um, but I think from a, a professional writing point of view, 
it was it was not up to the standard it should have been. I don't think that if, if Terry Pratchett were alive, he would have allowed a scene like that. I really don't think so. He would have, yeah. it would have been more clever. It would not have descended into sentiment. Um, and but I mean, I, 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 but I like that about, I'm a sucker for relationships and sentiment. So for me, I thought it was great. Yeah. So well, I, like I said, I, I mean, I, I emotionally, yes, but I think there's my, I, I had two parts of my brain working at the same time while watching the scene and the purely emotional Aziraphale side was, was getting into it. And the other side of me that, you know, is looking at it critically as a piece of writing um, was saying, nah, it doesn't really come up to snuff. Okay. Well, we disagree. All right. So let's move on. Uh, next up, we are going to talk about ahsoka and there's two episodes both of them were kind of short especially the first one which was this big battle sequence um of sabine and ahsoka fighting in a big battle with all these ships and then they crash land on a very pretty red planet i i give them points for how gorgeous the the, the landscape looked um that one was weird it felt incomplete it felt like it was half an episode and I don't even know how to describe it. Like the build up to the battle, where they were going, all of that story, that all worked. But when it cut to at the end of the episode, I felt like there should have been another 20 minutes or something. It was very, well, there was, but it was the other episode. <laughs> I know. Right. But it was just weird. It was like, they, they like literally cut the episode in half and it just felt strange. Like normally when you get an episode, it feels complete. Like it's a complete episode. Even if it's a cliffhanger, it still feels like a complete thought. This one felt strange. Like it wasn't a complete thought. And then you get the next episode, which is they, they get hunted in the woods and you have really epic lightsaber battles, which I give them points for those. The, the choreography for these fights were really pretty good. And I really liked it. And I did feel bad for the people who haven't watched Rebels because when they show where Ahsoka is at the end, I was like, oh, she's at the thing where the, and I knew exactly where she was. And I was like, oh, world between worlds. And I was like, oh, I know where this is. And then I was like, oh, if you haven't watched Rebels, you'll have no idea what's going on. Uh, Hopefully they'll explain it in the next episode. They, I'm sure they will. What's really annoying is all the clickbait articles of people who didn't clearly didn't watch Rebels about what this is it's like dude shut up (laughs) wait wait for five minutes they're going to explain it well no but just people star wars fans just go crazy you give them like a you give them a golden eyed jewel and it's like there are jawas coming it's like dude it could just be what it is I mean, this seriously, check out the speculation on some of these fan sites. It's I, I didn't even bother because I already know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> so but I, like... I'm just some of the things. And it was, it, I was glad that Hayden Christensen gets a chance to redeem himself after that lackluster performance in Obi Wan Kenobi because that was that was not well, a good. And also, well, his, I don't. He hasn't little... redeemed himself yet. He hasn't really done anything except said hi. It's, true. Other than I think he said hi, Snips. It's well, and the How thing is, his relationship with Ahsoka is crucial. In, in, in Clone Wars is amazing. Their relationship is, they're really, really close. So I really want them to nail this. I really, I, really I, do. I presume he's a force ghost in the world between worlds. Correct. That's what I'm assuming, too. Yeah. 
Um, but also, War Between Worlds, there's World time travel. I know, but it's like they have time travel in there. Like you can go anywhere in any time in the in that place. Ish, just ish. I mean, that's what Ezra did. He went. He was in season four, and he got Ahsoka from season two. In in the world between worlds. So time now I'm really getting confused. I I'm sorry. You did like I did not see is... any of that. So I mean, I assumed that she was either. Uh, this was going on in her subconscious or she was in some, you know, nether world because it's a real place. It's well, I mean, like uh, you said, world between worlds. So, you know, it's like some afterlifey kind of place. It's not necessarily, it's not an afterlifey place because Ezra went and he wasn't dead. He just walked in. Okay. So it's not, it's not a, you know, you've, you've got, you've got um, Anakin and he's, he's very much dead at this point. That's true. This is true. It took me a moment to remember. It got very, you know, there's so many of these of these shows out now. These Star Wars <laughs> shows and their sequels and prequels and and midwills and you know. And I'm I literally, I had to sit there and and practically do higher math to figure out. Now wait a second, <laughs> where where does this take place? When is he alive? When is he supposed? You know, so yeah, it took me a while before I went. No, no, he's actually supposed to be dead now. So yeah, the okay. last time they saw each other, she was sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, he got turned into Vader when she was sixteen. So that, if that helps you. Okay. Yes. Um. Wait till they start so... introducing more time periods, Allison. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they're gonna wait. do. They're gonna do the New Republic, and then they may do the Old Republic. I can't wait for like the Old dark. Republic. Yeah, this, need a this, is the new, this is the New Republic era. No, it's not. The, it's it goes Old Republic, New Republic. Then you have the Empire. This is post Empire. Trust me, you, I know this. What are, you, what are you considering? New, uh, never mind. We'll we'll talk about that off podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I enjoy. Only thing that surprised me about this episode was Sabine betraying the mission. I put in quotes betraying the mission. It hurt she, my feelings. She was being. He was doing Jedi mind trick on her. I, I get it, but I mean, the whole point of the finale of Rebels is Ezra sacrificed himself to take Thrawn off the board. That was his great sacrifice. He's like, I will die or slash go into exile to take Thrawn off the board. And then she is about to undo all of what he just did. And uh, I don't think she's going to get a thank you for that, you know? But yeah, he was doing Jedi mind tricks because he was pulling information out of her head to know what buttons to push to manipulate her. Yes, I did realize that. And though what's hilarious to me is when I see reviews and people are like, how did he know all that information about her? I was like, uh, did you not see him do his whole Jedi thing and read her mind? And they Hello, fallen Jedi, you know. Yeah. They they literally tell you his ability is that he can get into people's heads and read them. And he can see the future, I think they said. So. I got to tell you, I love his character. Because, you know, uh, in, I do. in yeah, Star Wars, yeah. we have so many villains who are just mustache twirling, you know, epitomes of evil. And uh, he stands out as being so different from the rest because mm-hmm. he strikes me as someone who genuinely doesn't see himself as evil at all. And mm-hmm. he has a code and a sense of honor. And for what we still don't know exactly what reason he turned 
or what he's got in mind, but he mm-hmm. thinks he is doing the right thing. He's not Sith either. His lightsaber is no. not red. It's orange. Orange. So he's mm-hmm. not he's kind Sith. Of like a gray Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the nickname people have given them. Um, I really hate his apprentice, though. Just something. Oh, else. yeah. I don't know if it's the actor or the character or both, but I just kind of, I kind of want to smack her with the lightsaber. Because it's like he has a code of honor, which apparently she hasn't picked has up none. at all. She has none yeah. of it. Like she, yeah, did, she has, has not, not a reflection of him at all. No. And I think he sees that. And I think he kind of maybe wants to see if he can train Sabine to be his new apprentice. That's how I see it going. At least that's what I think he's going to try to do. Um, but I also prediction, uh, because we've already seen the ship go to the other galaxy and in theory everybody's left who's left in this galaxy can't follow the way that ahsoka is going to get to the other galaxy is the world between worlds so she's going to just walk Mm -hmm. through the door and be in the other galaxy that's my prediction because we've seen we know the power of that place that's all um but that I, i think that's all we have to say overall the story is moving I just want to get to Thrawn before the end. I don't want to be like on the last episode and we're like, and here's Thrawn. To be continued like, you know? <laughs> in another series. Yes, I don't want so whenever that. Whenever we want... get see another season. Um... I don't want the only time we see Thrawn is him walking forward and see the back of his head. We see his face cut to black the end of the show. I do not want that to be the case. <laughs> so I would please like to get to Thrawn sooner rather than later. All right, next up what are we gonna talk we're talking about only murders in the building um and this episode so i just remember the most recent one which is uh what was the one before the most recent one i can't remember uh it's the one where martin shorts head over heels for meryl streep and then snooping around her apartment oh and he finds finds the book yes yes the very crazy book the very yes, yeah, so so even all the statements that uh, God he was making about her stalking him and being just like a weird fan, like I thought he was making that up. He was not making that up. She really was a really creepy fangirl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I don't. Uh, other than it made the end of that episode made it seem like several people had motive. You had. Oh God! If I cannot remember anybody's name, Selena Gomez's character was having a not Mabel. date. Mabel, she was having her not date, and then they find out that the understudy is exchanging money with some random uh, doctor dude. So he looks super suspicious, and um, Steve Martin breaks up with his fiance, not fiance. <laughs> she was with kind his, of his fiance, but with like his, he, with his makeup artist. Yeah, he, he's he. He is anti-engaged to her. <laughs> and her 62 fish. <laughs> and her 62. I think it's hilarious. She just left him one fish. Like what? Yes, the fish that couldn't get along with all the other fish. The antisocial fish. <laughs> President how McKinley. Te- how could you tell that the fish is antisocial if you have 60 fish in that tank? <laughs> like, that's insanity. Um, but, but I love yeah, that so it's then... called President McKinley. Which, by the way, he was the, 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 he was a president. He was assassinated. Yes. <laughs> which uh almost happened a lot in the next episode as yeah. soon as he put that fish in the in the tank i'm like really dude? oh my you? god yeah i was like i saw that coming from a mile away i was like how do you not see where this is going dude 
Um, but yeah, every everything about the next episode kind of ended up leading to breaking my heart. You know, it was very much about um, how they've split apart, how their goals are not mm-hmm. the same, how they're not a team. And it really came to a head at the end of that episode where Mabel broke down how they're not a team and just like yeah. put it all in the words. And I, I mean, I'm not even mad at her. She's not wrong, especially once uh, Oliver I'm short. Yeah. Not yeah. Once Oliver decided that he was going to cover for his girlfriend that he made that after he talked to the dude who lives in the ceiling, <laughs> who lives in the theater after he talked to him, he came to the conclusion that he'd rather stay with his girlfriend than solve the murder. Because he's pretty sure she did it, even though he, I'm sure he's wrong. But it's too obvious. He's just, it's too, yeah, it's too obvious. And so now he's destroying evidence to cover for his girlfriend because he cares about her more than the murder. And that's always been the thing is Mabel has cared more about solving the crimes because she's a little weird. But she's cared more about solving murders than they do. So they've just kind of been along for the ride with her. And that became very, that's become very obvious this season. Yeah. Well, they've got other things on their minds. You know, you, yes. you have Oliver is putting together a show. Um, and, and you've, you've got Steve Martin's character, who's Charles, who is um, part of that show and also involved kind of, sort of with uh, a woman who he's accidentally engaged with and with um, Fish. And, yeah, and her fish, and and trying to remember the the lyrics to a patter song without having to make an omelet at the same time, and mm-hmm. you know, and all of this. So they they've got other things on their minds, but Mabel really, her her world has has kind of revolved around this podcast, and without it, she doesn't really have a lot going on. And even her the relationship that she's now got going with with Toffer, Tobert, uh, Tobert, 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 yes. Um, is also built around solving a murder. So, right. you know, this is this is kind of her world. I would like to yeah. say I'm pretty sure he did it. I'm saying I, that now. I think, I think he's, he's, yeah. he's one of I two that, that I've got my eyes on. I think he's a suspect. I called that out weeks ago. He's I my mean, favorite I, I personally, he's, I, my favorite su- suspect is Dickie. I think the brother. I think the brother oh, the yeah. brother! Because right. he's like he's like the kindest, sweetest, as as even Meryl Streep's character says, uh, character in the in the whole thing. He's been following him, his brother around for years and being treated badly, and um, and when he was cleaning up the place afterward, he's he said he apologized to his brother, his dead, his now dead brother, and I I have the feeling that it's going to turn out that it was accidental. He wasn't trying to kill him but he's the one who's involved i i, I mean really i can see that too because i think i originally said the brother but tobert it's just his pursuit of this case feels suspicious to me yeah oh That's i think all. he's i think there's something slimy about him but i don't think it's the murder i think i think he wants to maybe profit off of it but i i yeah there's something i don't like about him uh yusin your thoughts real quick before we move on um yeah, you know, uh, I liked the episodes. I um, maybe because you know they're 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 they've been separate this this season, you know, and kind of working on it, and they've got their reasons to be apart. 
Uh, I'm not enjoying this season as much. I'm not saying the season isn't as good. This is just a personal thing. The sort of charm and cuteness and adorableness of the threesome aspect, which is strong for me, uh, which makes me really want to watch the show, isn't there because of the plot, the way it's you know been written. Um, and that's not the fa- show's fault. Uh, it's just a personal preference for me that I really like the the adorableness of the three of them together, and I'm not getting I, that. I think it's, ultimately that's the goal is that we're going to get back to that. I feel of like, course. yeah. I mean, I get it, uh, and like I said, it's just a personal preference. It's not a real. It's not a real criticism. It's just an observation for me. Um, it's just less endearing of a show for me and the show part of the why i love the show so much is because it's endearing um also for some reason this season's the mystery of who killed him i don't care as much about um so i i can't speak to the show being like weaker or me you know or it not being as good but um i will always like the show i mean there's so much more it brought in terms of drama and then the depth of uh of meryl streep so it's brought that in 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 its stead you know something different so and a show doesn't have to be the same every year and it's a show's allowed to grow and they're allowed to break up it's sort of like a a rom-com you know that the you know the boy and girl and meet and then you know they separate and then they get back together again and then they end up together like i get it you know so this is me watching them be apart for whatever reasons the plot makes you know gives to me um but just as a personal kind of a thing it's not my favorite thing like you said it was kind of painful and sad to watch them be you know kind of separate um but the acting is fantastic and kudos to martin short he has got some serious heavy lifting to do this season uh with the serious acting as opposed to the comedic and he's doing a great job so oh, yeah. I'm really oh, i would it. agree yeah really enjoy i'm gonna also have you segue us because we're the next show we're going to talk about is what we do in the shadows and <laughs> since, so i'm gonna have you talk you son first if you'd like yeah of those sure. episodes so what did you think of uh the last two episodes of what well, we the, do in the shadows. The, are, is it the finale? The, the, it ends the season, right? The, the last, there's yes. The, the two, to, the two. two episodes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No. So, so, um, no, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a perfect person to segue this because, because I will say that, uh, this season for me, I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed, uh, this season, uh, on, on the whole, I think it's one of their stronger seasons. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, like, oh, it's the best season ever. But uh, of of the seasons, I think uh, this was very strong. Um, and it ended so beautifully for me. I thought, you know, uh, again, I like that they wrap things up. They're not leaving things hanging. We have been watching all season long, uh, you know, uh, Guillermo sort of turn into a vampire uh, and sort then, of. you know, us dancing around why he hasn't, we kind of all knew they did not like they didn't mention it that, you know, it was probably had something to do with his Van Helsing blood. Uh, but, you know, they just absolutely, you know, 
bring it forward. I thought the ending was brilliant. You guys, I'll let you, I'll let you guys put in all the the other parts of it. But the fact that Derek, like, it was really like I was, I kept wondering when it turned out that Guillermo wasn't cut out to be a vampire. You know, emotionally, not just obviously blood physically. Uh, you know, and we knew that. I thought that too. This, I mean, we're talking five seasons of this, and I thought he's not really cut out to be a vampire. Like, you know, um, you know, how are they going to address this? And you know, and they really address it obviously when he starts to become a vampire. And then I, as the episodes were going along, both nine and ten, uh, and I thought, you know, plot wise, narratively, like, you know, we we watch the show not because it's realistic, not because you know, the plot, like, because it's freaking hilarious. But I wondered, I thought, okay, fine, but are you going to give me something that's, you know, plot-wise satisfying? And the idea that they have to kill Derek. And I was very mortified at that. And I thought, like, morally, I thought, <laughs> I thought you can't do that. I'm, I'm not voting for this, you know? I was like, this is not the show I want to watch. You can't kill my Derek, you know? And But the way they resolved it, turning him into a zombie, essentially, and then him finding his found family, which is all he's ever wanted, you know what I mean? Like, I thought, this is brilliant. I was like, you have figured out a way to solve the problem without making me hate the show without making me not believe you know in 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 the in the themes and the and the kind of storyline and the the energy of the show um you got Derek gets his happy ending you wrap up Guillermo you, the, the whole of it um so I have I, to say his goofy beard was hilarious too that was so yes funny. oh my god when he when he comes back like I'll let you guys go into talking about the the specific funnies uh, uh, the one thing though I mean so for me we talk so much about how funny the show is but but plot wise and narratively they they did it they did the job they didn't just skimp on we're just going to be a funny show it was you know they 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 wrapped it up beautifully um I thought the season so I thought they wrapped it up in terms of the season beautifully the storyline beautifully I bought everything and then you know for me I love how they're so self-aware that when they brought on Patton Oswalt as, uh, you know, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you. I'm gonna pause you because Tom brought up. I, I'd like Tom to talk about Patton. No, no, Oswalt. no, no, wait, wait. Oh. I just want to say this. Well, he can talk about it. I just want to say though, when he that when they said, "Hey, do you know John Slattery?" and I thought, <laughs> "Oh my God!" I thought they know how funny that was. That you know, bringing him on, they had to do a callback, and I thought they that was brilliant. Go ahead, Tom. I, I just, Tom, uh, go ahead. I mean, five oh nine with uh, basically their twist on Ten Little Indians, where the guide set them up because she's mad they're also selfish and whatnot, and she's just as bad because she throws Carol under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about you. So, I know. Um, well, because he's always been nice to her, so she didn't even count about, him. But she yeah. throws him under the bus anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, you know, the, the, the Patton Oswalt cameo—that was just—I mean, uh, I'm I'm staked out at the Panetta Bread and Patton Oswalt. You know, it's a chain. <laughs> what? <laughs> the only one. <laughs> and did he talk with? And Tom I don't know Oswald. why he thought. No, but what's hilarious? Why did he think Guillermo? Because I mean, he picked him up as a as a familiar 12, 13 years ago at a Panera Bread working there. Why he thought that he'd go back? To Panera Bread makes no sense. Well, yeah, anyway, he go referred ahead. to it as his natural habitat. So there you go. 
Nando is not the smartest uh, Kinsu in the no. box. <laughs> no. no All right, go ahead, Tom. The, you know, everything from you know, <laughs> Nando killing Patton Oswald. <laughs> I was Why? waiting for Why that to happen. Why would you kill him? No. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as they were on the roof, a, I was R. like, R. any minute. I'm surprised they didn't do an R.I.P. Patton Oswalt in the credits. <laughs> By the way, did you notice in the credits for um, for 509 that the footage they showed was totally out of context <laughs> when they're trying to say that the guide... Oh, yeah. When they're saying nice things about Guy, they're trying to hook her up with Colin Robinson so get out of the house. <laughs> I was waiting for that because I knew the, the way the way that um, it was they cut it short. It's like, that's enough. That's fine. And I'm getting I'm thinking, yeah, right after yeah, that, they all there. break out laughing or something like yeah. that. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I, the thing that's that I funny. loved about that particular episode, um, the, the second to last, is that it was really all about the guide's feelings and how mm-hmm. she's she's so tired of being ignored and disrespected and all of that. But when it does when it when Guillermo tries to sympathize with her by saying, you know, well, I've felt this way. It's like, well, this isn't about you. Um, <laughs> no. Because, you know, th- that's the thing with 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 the vampires is that they are fundamentally completely selfish and self-absorbed, which is another mm-hmm. reason why Guillermo is, can't possibly be one of them. Um, he's not emotionally cut out for that because he's way too empathetic. He, he cries for everyone. He feels for everyone. So, I mean, when it came down to it, he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, bleed his first victim. So, I thought I thought all of that was just so perfectly paced and perfectly done, and it's I think what works so much about the show is the the awareness of what makes the characters tick, and that's what's so funny about seeing the the characters uh, play out. But all yeah, all of that I thought both episodes were fantastic, and yeah, the way they finished it was was wonderful. It was a great yep. great season. It was. All right. Let's wrap that up. Uh, th- two thumbs up. Definitely. Sure. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about the Wheel of Time. They premiered three episodes, but we're only going to talk about the first two. If I can remember where the second one ended. I thought they ended. dropped four. They, now they've dropped four. Oh, now they've but got we're four. Only, yeah, we're up to four now. We're okay. up to four, but we're only going to talk about the first two because it's been... They, they dropped four episodes in two weeks, so I, we're not going to be able to talk about all four. They need so let's to talk fire about the first two. whoever edited the previously on because it was so unhelpful. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched it twice and I was like, "Yep, still have like, no idea." Taking random that. clips from the first season that make yep. no sense. It's like, come on! And the voice, the voiceover that didn't help either. No, I mean, I was confused. Part of my problem was because I've read the books. I was confused on what happened in the books versus what happened in the show. So I was like, wait, did this, wait, is that? And so I was doing a lot of that in, in the, it took, it took a moment. I'd say halfway through the first episode before I felt like I was into the story because there was a lot of like, wait, what's happening. And they've obviously skipped time too. So it's been, there's some time that's passed. So not only are we supposed to catch up with the time jump, but now we're like, okay, where are we? What's happening? Who are these? Okay. So it took me a minute to settle into the story, but I, I did, by the end of the first episode, I was definitely settled, settled into the story, but I agree with you, Tom. It was not easy 
to 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 figure out where we were. It uh, kind of made else? me mad of this. It made me mad of the series. I, I I was speaking to someone the other day about how I'm just really annoyed. Uh, you know, and you know, it's not relegated just to the wheel of time, obviously, and and whatever. And I understand the show's expensive, and the blah 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 takes time to make. Blah blah. It doesn't take a year and a half to to make the show. And I'm really sick and tired of 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 uh, showrunners and of of the show people, um, you know, expecting us to care and to remember to build a show the way that they're building it, to, to, to roll it out the way that they're rolling it. And then I'm supposed to remember what happens like a, a year and a half later. And then, and then I know you guys are, you can say like, okay, well, whatever you son, just review the show as it is, but that's part of it. Then, then that first episode that you bring me back, then I don't know, figure out a way to like, remind me. I mean, don't just give me, uh, useless recaps. You know what I mean? Get, get away, figure out a way to narratively, bring me back into the show. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to slightly interrupt in that. Yes. Some shows do take that long to make. Uh, I know. That's why I said, VFX. I know that I know they do, but, but not every show. And it's my point is if you, well, this is one of those shows long. that it might, because it's very heavy VFX, the right. VFX, the level of VFX yes, affects the amount of time. That, all right. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I tempered it by saying, but then make sure that you give me a show that, I can watch and understand from the get-go and not take an episode and a half or an episode. It took me well over an episode for me to start really caring about the show again and for me to pay attention and for me to be like, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, right, 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 right. I mean, that's no way for me to watch a show. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, if I didn't like the show well enough the first season because I liked it that much and because I love the look of the show. If you want to talk about a show, you know, taking a long time to build, make, uh, it it pays off because it's beautiful to look at. And yes, the costumes are still gorgeous. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm a little sad that she's not Aes Sedai because she doesn't get to rock her beautiful costumes, you know. Um, I'm waiting for her to get her her her, her magic uh, back gear back her magic back so that she can dress full Aes Sedai and rock that. Um, but no, I'm I'm very interested in you know where this is going, but I'm very disappointed. Like I hope that it gets better uh, and more engrossing, and I don't know how much of it is because I've forgotten what's going on. I can't judge. Well, I, I will tell you the the next couple episodes are do that because I, I was really into it by episode three. Okay, so. good. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy it's back. Uh, it looks great, uh, you know, and I'm interested, but it was really hard to get into. That's my critique. Well, I think part uh, of the problem okay. is that some of the characters are more interesting than others. Yeah, and some are too. less so. Um, <laughs> like... Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Rand I... Al Thor, is that what you're saying? What'd you say? Oh, oh, okay, it... go ahead. Well, you know, as long as you're pushing me to actually i say. cut most of my um, hair off and i'm still dry as dust <laughs> <laughs> when the most interesting thing about though. a character he is that he cut better. his hair um he yeah you're not you're not talking about something really super interesting well, so too, I, I i'm totally it. not invested in his character or his thing um nynaeve i am much more interested in when it gets yes. when it gets to her and her storyline uh the story wakes up when it talks about um you know, uh, Lan and and uh, Moraine. Ah, 
Lorraine. Um, you know, I am I am totally with it when it's it's talking about them, but you know that there are just other things that I don't care about, and and you know, it's, fortunately we don't have to stare at the the whole dragon storyline too much. We've got other stuff to to do, but you know, the I think also the fact that this. I, I don't think this is put together terribly well. You've been complaining before that the the uh, preview wasn't helpful to get people up to speed. I don't think it's edited particularly well to get anyone up to speed or to even be consistent internally because there were moments where even in the context of the episode I was watching, I was I had to stop for a moment and go, wait, how do we get from here to here? Yes. Um, is, is there a scene that's missing? Did, did something happen? And I, I'm, I'm current with the, the season, and there's something later on that happens that I, to this, I, I still can't figure out how, some, how a particular thing occurred. Um, so I think, I think there are problems with how they're putting this show together. I don't know if it's because maybe it's a budgetary problem or whatever, but yeah, there are things that, that kind of don't work. Um, so yeah, it's this is this is not my favorite series. There, it's it's interesting enough to pass the time, but you know, uh, this is never something I'm going to mark down as a you know memorable moment of my TV viewing. I like first season so much better. Well, it's not. You've only seen the first two of season two. Yes, so but I, I like the first premature. two episodes. I like those first two episodes so much better. That's the truth. I'm annoyed they couldn't that? bother to give us the full main title sequence, at least for 201. I mean, yeah. oh, almost right. any we... show of note will at least give you full title credits for the season premiere and then do the truncated version for the It's like they don't care. It's like, ah, we I do feel a that's lot not, of I, I, Rings, Wings of Power. <laughs> I don't feel like that's probably the reason. I'm sure there's a different reason, because I've been behind the scenes of these decisions, and it's not just like they don't care. But uh, anyway... Well, to, a, to an audience member, it feels like they don't care. I'm uh, let's let's move on. I feel like we've exhausted this subject. Uh, next, we're going to talk about uh, Lower Decks. Just came back and they premiered with two episodes. Lower Decks, and apparently they're no longer quite Lower Decks. Everybody pretty much gets promoted except well, for they're, uh, they're still junior officers, man. They're still junior middle officers, decks, but they middle decks. Well, they, <laughs> they get trust me. They get, lieutenant junior grade is not even close. In the Navy, you're not considered a senior officer till you're a full commander. Okay. <laughs> so they're, but the thing is, they are not bunking together now. It's they basically have they they get to sh their own court, well semi own quarters. They get to share with one other person. So now instead of having all four of them bunking together, I think they're going to do two and two. They have but a I, gender separated staterooms. <laughs> right. And I did like the fact that Mariner was so sure that it was a setup to get her demoted again that she decided to get herself demoted. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. And then that little cute thing, moop moop or moppy or whatever that moop whatever. Whatever, right. whatever that thing that was. Bone marrow sucking. Bone, oh my god. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever, and it literally eats the bones out of your body. Like, holy crap. That was terrifying. Um, so I thought that was fantastic. Like that yeah, that, that I, made me happy. Shout out to Discovery. I mean, um, I mean Voyager. I loved Voyager. 
Um, oh, the ship. Yeah, they were on the yes. ship. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. They had such, they had the little Easter eggs here and there. and Beautiful um, CGI. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was, I think I'm in the minority, but I enjoyed Voyager. I didn't love Voyager, but uh, I, I enjoyed the show, loved the ship, and I loved all of the Voyager references. Um, you know, uh, I watched Voyager long enough to actually get this reference of the Tuvix thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I was like, really oh, I remember this episode. I know. I was like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, so I did get that reference. So yeah, I thought. Yeah, they I thought it was. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was ingenious, and I, I loved that they made it the whole episode, and I thought, but here's what I will say. When will we learn that the Borg should just literally be locked someplace in a in a room somewhere? They should not, it should not have been a display. It should not have been something. Oh, that was crazy. Could, like, interact <laughs> with. Like, the that was Borg... like the giant virus got Borgified. Like, yes. What? That was hilarious. It was ridiculous. And all I kept thinking about was only because this is animated. Are we, can we see this and can we enjoy this to this, to this full extent? Otherwise, I just don't think live action, we would have bought it, you know, and it would have been, it would have been too ridiculous. But as a, as an animated show, I love, cause I asked myself, do we need an animated Star Trek show? Yes. Yes, we do. You know, so we can get scenes like this. So we can, you know, for me, I, that's my question always, because there's too many Star Wars, too many Star Treks, like, you know, do, do, do I care? Does it matter? Um, yes, I think Lower Decks gives me something that no other show does give me. Uh, and um, I think it does it really well. I think it's really funny. Um, both episodes to me uh, were, you know, what Lower Decks does well. And it's just, it's a fun, light, enjoyable show that, if you know, if you're a Star Trek fan, it, you've got to be a Star Trek fan, though. I'm going to say that. I mean, you can't oh, you do because you can't. You have to catch all those little references yeah. and Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I never even. I, unlike you, I, I couldn't stand Voyager, and I gave yeah. up on it in its last season. So there were there were. Oh, you so lasted the, longer than me. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I. You know what? Because there wasn't a whole lot on TV. Before. That's why I watched it. Right. But it um, but I caught most of the other stuff. Like the like the little. Uh, lizardy creatures that they turn into and um, things like that. But I just, I thought that they were absolutely hilarious. And so I, you know, I, I loved all those little things that they threw into that episode. Did uh, anybody Tom notice did... the deep cut about the workout gear? No. no. Shaxx, what, what Shaxx and um, Ransom are wearing in episode, uh, in episode four, in the second episode, Troy and Beverly Crusher wore the exact same gear. <laughs> no! The exact same gear. Which no! was That's hilarious. designed to accentuate their upper torsos, if you get my drift. Oh, yeah. oh that's so, really yeah, funny. Michael, Mike McMahon is an uber Star Trek fan. Because when okay, I saw that, I was that, wondering I about the design of those particular I outfits. I laughed so hard. Look, somebody's already made a meme. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to wrap this one up. But yeah, thumbs up. Uh, Lord yeah. oh, and Lord one, one little, one little okay, shout yeah. out is that they they're apparently doing something interesting this year. They're setting up an arc uh, to to go through the rest of the season. We we saw the um, oh yeah the, the, on, the and then the yeah. Romulan ships get destroyed by some mystery object that we right. haven't really addressed yet. So I'm looking forward to that. They've never really done that kind of thing on this show yet. 
Yeah. Well, that's true. They, they've done soft arcs. This is the first time they've done it with, from the beginning, we know what the arc is. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on. Thumbs up uh, all around. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Foundation, episodes seven and eight. And Yusin, you're going to have to help me because I don't, it's, I, it's for me, it's been a while since I watched seven and eight. Oh God. So, um, um, okay. I know. And I just watched it. Um, so much happens. Um, so much happens. We, the, the, um, psychic leader lady basically kidnaps Gail and puts her on a table to do the, the brain. Isn't uh, that the last episode though? That what was the one before? Oh, uh, was that the one where tra- where they're is it is it the episode where they're killing um the uh was that where the guy comes back they're they're gonna they're gonna execute the the clerics and he comes in the oh. whispership and he oh like, right yes empire empire decides he's gonna make an example yes. and 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 cut off the heads of the clerics and he has a uh, airing it's so morbid especially because you know her father is watching on television he's gonna yes. watch his daughter get her head cut out like it's so emotional yeah i thought that was really well done and i it didn't even occur to me that they'd be saved i literally thought they were gonna get killed yeah like, I, I got really sad because thought, yeah, yeah I, I, I really thought that um harry selden just sacrificed them yeah, like, and he did. I think he intended to sacrifice them. Yeah, I don't he think didn't he... know. Yeah, he didn't know that that dude was going to save them. Yeah, no, no way, no way. I, I think uh, th- I thought that too, and you know, and I've really grown to like Constant, the you know the the female cleric, and then even Polly, mm-hmm. the the older guy. Um, and so I was very surprised that the show was going to kill them off. So that whole scene became even more emotional for me because I bought into it. There was no moment right. where I thought, oh, well, they're going to get rescued, you know? So I I didn't either. I was 100% sure they were going to get killed. Because I was yeah. like, how is somebody going to come yeah. in the middle of he- of Empire headquarters and stop this execution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, we've seen Empire execute a bunch of people before. Yeah. So yeah. this was just standard. And I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe Harry sacrificed. Because he tells them to go. Yeah. And so based on Mr. Math, he would know exactly what was going to happen to them. Yeah. And so I was really mad at Harry. I'm still kind of mad at Harry about that. Uh, uh, but I did like that rescue. It was epic. It was epic. Yeah, and I, I thought, love I... that that Empire got hurt pretty bad during it. Oh, my gosh. Great. And Becky, Becky, the the pet, you know, came and jumped out of the ship and grabbed him and chomped on him. And and I thought he was I thought he was going to die. That actually would have been very Game of Thrones. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but he would, they just would have decanted another empire, another yes. day. So that, that wouldn't have really done it. No, thing. but like, I mean, it would have been epic because I was totally unexpected. And I totally was like, no, they're going to kill him instead. But they didn't. So then I was like, oh, okay. So he ends up uh, getting on a, uh, a, uh, a ship and he decides he's going to Terminus. To, to negotiate, I guess, either for peace or for whatever. Ah, he's uh, not negotiating for peace. Have you met Empire? That's not well, happening. Well, fine. But he's my point is he's going there, which I think is really unwise and weird plot-wise also. I don't find it particularly believable that he would leave the safety of his 
of Trantor to get on a tiny ship and go all the way to Terminus when he's just been informed that they have all these weapons and they have all these. Yeah. Well, he's not on a tiny ship. He's bringing a, he's transporting himself on a tiny ship, but he's meeting with a fleet. He's going to show up there with a fleet. Fine. So he's not just going to be there by himself. Fair. Um, But but the, the mistake that he's making is he's leaving everybody who wants to conspire to kill him. Yep. He's leaving them all alone on Trantor together to, you know, conspire to kill him. Yep. So yep. Uh, that is that is his mistake. Because he's, he's taking, like, he was paying attention to the conspiracy to kill him until the whole Terminus thing came up. And so he's now taking his eye off that ball. And I, I feel like the husband of the general, uh, Ben Daniels' husband, um, that dude keeps talking about, you know, treason, like every other word. He's like, yes. we should break away from the empire. And I was like, yeah. dude, are you trying to get him? He's talking about it on the bridge of yeah. the ship. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why would you talk about treason on the bridge of the, sh- of a military vessel? What is like, it was insanity. And the cat and, and the general just had to keep saying like, dude, shut up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so that was crazy. But then at the end, when they saw that Empire could get hurt, that he almost got killed in the middle of his own Empire, they were like, huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So now we have a potential new conspirator, but hopefully he won't be listening to his husband because his husband's an idiot. But um, he at least, the general at least, I feel like he's smart. So if he is now intrigued Let's see. I want to see where that goes. Yeah, I, uh, I, the... I like that addition. I mean, I'm just waiting for the husband to die. And I don't want him to die, but I just feel like he's not smart. Um, yeah. And he keeps saying and doing things that are going to get at least one of them killed. Um, right. So it wouldn't be a surprise when it happens. Um, but I do like that relationship. I like. Uh, I do. I like, yeah. Yeah. I like. If he I was like... smarter, I'd like it better. But yeah. yeah, yeah, but he no, but I thought it was really beautiful where he was like, uh, I wondered where you were. I like you know that com- there was a conversation where he was surprised at him, and then he the Ben Daniels character finally admitted that he he felt a certain way and he thought a certain way in terms of morality, and the husband was like, "Oh, there you are. I was wondering where you are. You know, like I was." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and I thought that was like a, a beautiful scene. You know what I mean? Showing, you know, how they're emotionally connected, and all of this craziness. The smaller, the smaller moments. I'm always looking for, you know, as opposed to the big sci-fi and the big themes and the big, you know, guns and the big set design, well, set pieces. And stuff. So that yeah, was nice and moment. all of that's really good. The only thing, because you had touched on it at the beginning of this, which is where Gale and um, Salvo are now. It looks like the human version of uh, Harry is dead-ish. Yes, much. I think he's so, dead, and that's weird. And they didn't. It's very weird because because he's been now dead for two episodes. So because I kept waiting for something to happen, and it doesn't look like it's happening. Yeah. Because what I did, did you catch the bit where when Salvo went to talk to AI version of Harry to figure out how to get out of her cell? that we he she was talking to a harry from a so we're not on the same timeline we're not synced up i thought we were synced up but we're not yeah so i thought because he was like wait who don't tell this? me this yep uh-huh. he was like don't tell me this and then she tells him the name of the guy and then we figure out oh 
that's the name of the guy that he wrote on the thing at the beginning of the season. Yes. So, so we're we're slightly out of sync. Um, and I thought that was a good reveal. Yeah. I was, was like, how part. the heck did he? And I thought, how the heck did he know that dude's name? Right. And and so all of this now works. I was like, okay. Yeah, it was, it was now, a very it was a very timey wimey, you know, doctor. It was a little bit of a Doctor Who kind of timey-wimey, like, oh, now you're explaining how that happened all the way in the beginning of something we saw already. Yes. Like, I, I liked yes. that also, because I, I wondered about that. Um, but it did make it more confusing, but that whole qu- quantum thing, it isn't just a jump in place, but also a jump in time. So she could... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how they're going to explain, you know, or maybe they won't explain it. Which they don't fine. need to, because, because Harry... Harry, AI, and Terminus and Empire are all on their own track. Right. They're doing their own storyline, and Gale and Salvo are on a completely different planet way across the other galaxy, establishing the second foundation, and they're doing their own storyline, so they right. don't have to be in sync. And right. so you're like, oh, okay, now this makes yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean by timey-wimey. It doesn't have to match perfectly. It just it gave an explanation as to something, you know, in terms of the cyclical nature or the, like, you know, something causing something to happen. So I was like, I'm fine with all of this, you know? Um, And, you know, that's the show. You know, I think the show is so action packed this season, so much happening, so much, uh, you know, I say it every, every week, um, but, but literally big action sequences and big things uh, happening. And then um, uh, very excited to find out, you know, what happens with, Salvo breaks out of her mind prison. Well, it's a physical prison too, to go try to rescue her mom uh, because her mom is her body is going to be taken over uh, and her consciousness. Yes, yeah, so let's out. let's get there before that happens because that's super creepy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I always knew it though, so I wasn't. It wasn't that big of a surprise. I always knew that there was that woman had ulterior motives and that she was oh, not absolutely that she was not going to use Gail for good purposes. So. That wasn't yeah. that big of a surprise, but it's still exciting. Well, it was a surprise of what she wanted her for. Oh, like, no, I that guessed was that. was a surprise. I guessed Oh, it. I didn't. Oh, okay. I did. Yeah, I guessed it. So I okay. wasn't that surprised, uh, but I'm still kind of, you know, excited to find out what, how it happened, you know, what happens next, what, how, you know, Salvo's going to rescue her, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, oh. I thought lots happened in these last two episodes. Lots. Lots of cliffhangers, lots of good action. Very excited to see how they wrap it up. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, One Piece, which is a show on Netflix based on a manga. That And then they did a manga, then they did an animated series, and now they're doing live action. So we're going to talk about the first two episodes of this. And the premise of One Piece, if you don't know, is basically pirates. Lots of pirates. And it's in a fantasy universe that is not this universe. Uh, and so there's people that have powers and things like that. And the earth that they're on is not this earth. Cause they were explaining how North and South work. And I was like, wait, what? So they're in a completely different kind of plane of existence. Um, and it's fascinating. And the lead guy has so much charm. Yes, like, he, does. he does. You're like, Oh, we need a leading man. You're like, Oh, you mean this dude? So he is, and what I love about his character, because at first he just seems like this super cheerful guy on the surface. But what I love is like when something negative happens that should have brought him down, like should bring him down to be like sad, 
you see it in his eyes. Like you see that kind of moment where the sadness kind of hits him in his eyes and he, then he kind of blinks and he's back to being happy again. And you, so you feel like you understand it affected him, but he chose not to let it fully affect him. You know what I mean? So I just thought that was fantastic acting because you could see all of that going on with him. Um, so they have to go find the One Piece, which is the treasure of the Pirate King, and whoever gets it gets to be the Pirate King. And our guy is like Lump, Lumpy, Lumpy, Luffy, Luffy is his name. Luffy. He Monkey he D. wants Luffy. to be Luffy. Yes, he would like to be the new the next Pirate King. But what's hilarious is. He, he has his weakness, his kryptonite of his superpowers is salt water. So uh, <laughs> so he can't swim and he can't be in salt water, yet he wants to be a pirate. I see problems with this. Small um, difficulty. A little bit of difficulty. Uh, but I thought that the first episode of establishing not all the main characters, but some of the main characters, he meets them along the way and he's trying to get his crew together and the crew's like, yeah, I don't want to be part of your crew. <laughs> like, all of that's great. Uh, so, Tom, what do, you, what do you want to talk about? What did you think? I loved it. One of my students declared, and he's big into anime, declared that the curse of anime live action adaptations is over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's over, but at least this is a good example this of how to do example. it right. This is how you do it. There's there is such a sense of whimsy about this show. It's eminently watchable. I love even the the fact that all the Marines costumes clearly say Marine on them. <laughs> In real life, they do not. But yes, I, I like the cast. I, I always enjoy seeing actors I've never, you know, like discovering act, new actors. This kid, uh, the lead kid's from Mexico. But he's so no, good. It's well cast. I've never seen him in anything before, but he's great in this. He's great. Yeah. Um, and his crew, the um, the uh, the female member of the crew with the orange hair, uh, she was in the Fear Street series of movies that Netflix did earlier. Hmm. So that's why she looked a little bit familiar. But everybody else is pretty much brand new. And there's a couple of recognizable faces in the background. The thing that blew well, me away. The, villain, the villains, I've seen the villains before. The villain was on Agents of Shield. That's where I've seen it before, probably. And there it's like, wow! It just shows that great writing <laughs> can really help an actor stand out versus, you know, eh, writing. <laughs> but no, I was I was totally charmed. I'm I'm in it for the ride. I was tempted to watch more, but I had to catch up on other stuff. So, and at the end of episode two, we find out that the 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 woman is a plant. Bum bum bum. Or she's a spot like she faced it very clearly was trying to get the map not to find because she doesn't seem like she's interested in the treasure. She was just like I'm trying well, she's to find working the map. For somebody else. Yeah, she's working for somebody else, and she made it very clear she wasn't interested in joining his crew. She wasn't interested in going to find the map or the treasure. So she's doing it for a completely different reason, and. It does feel like a portrayal, but I feel like it's not because she never swore her allegiance to this guy. This yeah, she's she's she been never... very, very up and up as far as that's yeah. concerned. This is yeah, true, she's yeah. never said, I'm part of your crew and let's go find the treasure. She has never said that. She just happens to be in this dude's wake and she's been kind of being carried along with it. Um, and then the other guy, the sword guy, 
who because they were like what's the third sword for why does he need a three swords what's the third and then it's like for his teeth are you kidding me like that's that's insane that's insane but i loved it i I thought he was great too yeah Um, i I really I, I was charmed by it. I not, not the first time I tried to watch it. I guess I was in a lousy mood and, and very tired and I kind of fell asleep and went, eh, no. But I gave it a second chance because you guys seem to enjoy it so much. And I'm glad I did because I it really is an incredibly charming, incredibly well done uh, piece. And yes, it's this is like how you adapt an anime piece. Um, I've seen them try to do it other you know, other times before. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist was awful, um, but you know this one, it's like they've got just the right balance between calling back to the anime, you know, and giving you the characters as as you remember them from from you know in terms of the design and everything else, and casting so that they look like the characters, and and at the same time approaching the material like a live action so they're they're taking it seriously they're not all over the place um they're they're actually doing the material as if this was you know a serious piece of work so i really i really thought that that was a, a great job the actors are fantastic um the the one who plays luffy is a find he's amazing um, it's insane how good that guy is. He's so good. But I mean, I really haven't seen anyone who's who strikes me as like a weak link. And I've actually finished the whole thing. And I, I've not seen a bad performance really from anybody in this show. Um, I was particularly impressed with Buggy the Clown. And I'm looking oh at him and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, first of all, I'm thinking, wow, he is really enjoying playing this part. I mean, this is, this, he's really Jeez. getting into this. And and then I'm thinking he's kind of familiar looking, so I looked him up, and yeah, found out like Tom did that he's he's you know played the annoying uh, grandson, um, the the from the alternate universe. Fitzsimmons' grandson. Yeah, and and I mean he's he went all the way from that oh. to this, and he's just he's just eaten up this part. I mean he really. <laughs> incredibly fun to watch and his power um, is kind of gross too <laughs> it is oh, completely yeah. gross. it's interesting too because i <laughs> i mean i think i think i don't know what it must have looked like as as a manga or an anime but in real life that is creepy as hell I mean, was like, <laughs> ah, what are you doing because what was uh, great is when he punches him the first to reveal his power and luffy like punches him and his head falls off i was like oh my god and then you're like, oh wait, his head just doesn't attack. What? So I was legit kind of confused <laughs> until he like explained what his power was, and I was like, oh, I like the idea that was it the dragon fruit? What the fruit? What the demon fruit? The devil, devil fruit. fruit? Devil, devil fruit. fruit. Yeah, devil fruit. Yeah, I like the idea that it does something vastly different for each person that eats it. That it, it's a different thing. I think that's really interesting. Uh, Yusin, you haven't talked yet. What do you think? Yeah, you know, um, I didn't love it. I, um, I, I'm gonna. No, you can, that's out. okay. You can say you didn't love it. That's yeah, fine. no, 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 no. I know. Um, I feel a little bit like maybe uh, I'm in where Allison's uh, was. Maybe. I mean, I'm thinking. I tried watching it and I just wasn't in the mood for it. 
I think. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn this off because I am really not enjoying this. Um, and so I kind of came back to I came back to it either, I think, later in the day, like, I don't know, eight hours later, or maybe it was the, the next day. I honestly can't remember. Um, and I I did enjoy it more. I was sort of like, oh, you know what? I just, it was it was a lot to handle. It's a lot of show. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of action there. There's everybody's jumping and talking and, you know, there's, there's a lot of dialogue. Like there's a lot going on all the time. It's very kinetic and frenetic, um, which can be really fun for a show, but you definitely have to be in the mood for it. So I watched two full episodes and I definitely got around to enjoying it a little bit more, but I am definitely not enjoying it as much as you guys. And it'll be interesting for me to see. Uh, it might be a little bit, uh, I have to blame uh, everyone because it might be a little bit of a, uh, my expectations were too high. I'm not sure because uh, I'm familiar with the anime. Uh, Allison, have you seen the anime? I have not. I'd never even heard of it before this. Okay, uh, so debut. I've seen the anime um and it's uh, so i'm even familiar with it so uh i haven't watched a lot of the anime anime but i've seen a few episodes of it and um i will say that it stays very true to the anime in the sense that it's very that same kind of crazed energy um and the look of it is very much i thought very astute of you to say having not seen the anime uh about how it it seems to be a very good live action representation of the anime. Well, I've, I've seen images of what the anime characters are supposed to look like. Right. So, um, yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. So, and you're right, you know, extrapolating, like, you know, uh, they, it is. So, um, and from a costume design point of view, it's an interesting show because it's sort of modern, but not modern, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's not, a, it's not a take on modernness. It's just, using some modern elements but then using some other so it's it, the the costume design is all over the place and it's supposed to be so uh it's it's not charming to me the show it's like aggressive and the show is the anime is like much like many anime shows is violent so you know even in the beginning they they show you they're not messing around when she's got the club and, you know, and they're, like, wiping up brain matter and, like, you actually see, you know, blood splattering and you see this and that. So it's not a cartoon. They don't hold back. It's not for kids. It's not, it's for, not kids. for kids. You know what I mean? So so I get it is what I'm saying. So, uh, so I knew right from the get-go, oh, okay, they're going to stay true to the anime. So for me, it's not um, a, a slam dunk and it's not a no-brainer. It's definitely something that as I watch – in the next episode or two, I'm either going to really kind of fall into it uh, and really accept it for what it is, uh, or I may just, it may turn out to be a show that I just don't really love. I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting mm. to see. I don't hate it at all, and I like it, but I definitely don't like it as much as I thought I would, especially having come from in, uh, watching the anime and knowing what it's about. It's not like, oh, I don't understand what I'm watching here. I, I understand what I'm watching, and I think they're doing a great job, so it just might not be a show for me. We'll see. Mm. All right, uh, there. I, so I'm not sure how to grade that. I said the three out, three out of four gave it thumbs up. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, all right. Um, so that's all we have for this week. If you have any questions or comments, leave them to campfiregmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. You listen to us on SciFi.radio, uh, Six Degrees of Geek, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.
拜拜。Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.